Pastor Steve Converse with a look ahead on today's broadcast of Graceful Truth. When membership is stressed, when you come here as a regular tender and we ask you, are you a member of the church or whatever? And, uh, you know, we, we don't want to make you feel uncomfortable, but we want to want you to know that we want you to be committed. We think it's biblical to be committed as a Christian to a local body of believers. And most of you are. And so it's important to, to realize that, that it, it allows you to not so much just hang around on the fringes when you're a part of, a, of something, when you're part of a membership role of the church. It's a closer look at the church. Greetings and welcome to Graceful Truth with Pastor Steve Converse from Grace Bible Church here in Redwood City. As we continue our look at the church and its function out of 1 Thessalonians, we want to do a cross-reference today as we begin our time together here in Galatians chapter 1. We're looking at some of the valid reasons why it's important and necessary for church membership. Please join us for a very encouraging look at the nature and role of the church and our responsibility as members of that church. Here now with today's broadcast of Graceful Truth, once again, Pastor Steve Converse. Paul wrote to the Galatians, the church of Galatia, another local church, and look at what he says in chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. This is Paul writing to a local church. He says, I am astonished that you so quickly deserted him who called you in the grace of Christ and you're turning away to a different gospel. Then he says, not that there really is another one. (laughs) There's only one gospel, beloved. But there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. Let us never ever enter into distorting the gospel of Christ just because we want to have the the means justify the ends or whatever you want to say. I mean, there's a lot of churches out there that simply are not teaching the Bible. And if they're not teaching the Bible, they're not teaching the historical facts that are in the Bible. They're not teaching the morality of the Bible. They're not teaching... God's view of history. They're not teaching a lot of things. It affects the church at every level. But we need to be reminded we're here to get a meal. We're here to be built up in our faith. We're not here for dessert. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11 to 14, the writer writes this. He says, about this we have much to say. And it's hard to explain. Asked a tough question in the previous text there. Since you have become dull of hearing. (laughs) Verse 12. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again, it says, the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. That's important to 
read that. It's important to be reminded that, you know, this isn't a little game you play every week when you come here to church, you know, just so you can check it off your list. That's not what being part of a church is about. It's part of that process is it's about learning more about God, about coming under the teaching of his word. Ask yourself, how long have you been hearing the word of God taught? Week after week after week. Maybe some of you ought to be teachers by now. But maybe you're not getting it, so you need to go over the same basic things over and over because you're not applying the truth that's being taught to you. Become a loving church. It says, all those who believed were together. They had all things in common, continued daily with one accord, having favor with all the people. Having all things in common. See, that's, that's definitely backwards from our thinking, isn't it? You know, it's, it's kind of what's mine is mine. And what's yours is yours. We kind of have that unwritten law in our society. That's not true when it comes within the walls of the church. And we see that played out. I mean, I've seen people in our body help each other out. Nobody told them to do it. They just do it. Because they realize it's the right thing to do. You see their unity there. It says all the people thought well of them. Well, sure, if you, had a, if you had an organization like that where everybody came together and they were in unity and they helped each other out, why wouldn't you want to be part of that? See, the problem with most churches is the outside world looks at it and goes, oh, yeah, they, they threw out another pastor, man. They split and half the church is down the street starting another church. You know, you know, well, that guy's my neighbor and I know what he's like. Uh, you know, and they go through all these gymnastics in their mind when they look at the church. That wasn't true in the New Testament. They looked at it and they said, man, how can we be part of this? We need to remember that. We need to remind ourselves of that. Colossians 1.8, Paul wrote to the Colossians, he says, So naturally we proclaim Christ. We want everyone we meet and we teach everyone that we can all that we know about him. That's what we're called to do as the church. So whenever you think of the local church, just think of that acronym there, WELL. Worship, evangelism, learning, and loving. That's what our our church should be about. That's what we desire to be emulated to the society around us. Well, what's this obligation and how do we, we deal with this process of membership in the local church? How do we do it here at Grace Bible Church? Well, basically, it's three steps. First of all, We don't just assume you're a Christian. We want to know you're a Christian. So usually we would hold just kind of an informal time talk, chat together, interview with an elder or maybe two of us and sit down and you just share your testimony with us. If you're saying you want to become a member of our church, we want to know that you're a Christian. That's part of our job as kind of a gatekeeper to make sure that we're not allowing people in that aren't Christians. That would be not honoring to Christ. So we have that interview process. We also have a little membership class that you go through. It's not long. You can do it in a Sunday afternoon after service. Usually we have uh, 
furnish a lunch. And we all sit down together and eat lunch. And, and we just go through this membership. And what it talks about, it talks about the structure of the church, the government of the church, um, as far as giving to the church, how that operates. Uh, part of that process is learning what your spiritual gift is because we're assuming if you want to become a member of the local church, you're, you want to become a member not just to reserve a seat on Sunday, but you want to be participant. You want to be a participant in the church. So somehow we want to utilize your gift, whatever it might be, to serve the body of Christ. And so you go through a spiritual gifts test and we help you with all that. And then basically after everything is is checked, you know, you're a believer. And, and, and we believe here that as a believer, one of the, the things that's the first act of obedience as a Christian is to follow the Lord, the Bible says, through the waters of baptism. So all those things having been said, then basically we would have a, a Sunday and we would have a whoever went through the membership class and met these requirements came up and we would um, present you to the body uh, here at, at Grace Bible Church. And uh, that does two things. That you're making a commitment to the people that you're looking at out there, but they're also making a commitment to you. See? And then you become officially a member here at this local congregation. Membership does a couple things. It helps us to discern where, as leaders, our loyalty needs to lie. And it's not, like I said, a have and the have-nots. But I'm just saying that if you're willing to put your membership here in our church and you're willing to kind of commit to that, it's a commitment. It's just like joining, you know, anything else, but it has such a greater value. If you join a chess club, you become a member of a chess club and you never show up for the chess meetings and you never participate in anything, well, you're not really going to be a very good member. And so part of that is that process as leaders here in the church, and it was set up long ago before I ever even came, that membership is part of that, that process. And what does it do? Well, first of all, it kind of clarifies the difference between believers and unbelievers. And like I said, you know, you can always have somebody slip through, but for the most part, you know, if somebody tells us that they're a Christian and they follow the Lord in baptism and they want to become a member of our church and, you know... Um, their lives seem to be in order. It's not rocket science. I mean, they're welcomed here to be a member of this church. But if you came to us and said, well, you know, I'm an atheist, and I, but I want to join your church. Well, the answer would be no. <laughs> Simply no. Well, why not? Because it's for believers. And that's what Scripture leads us to share with you. Um, not that that would ever happen, but, you know. Um, secondly, it causes the visible church to be better to better reflect the invisible church. You know, when you become part of a local body, a local church, you're really becoming the visible part of the invisible. You know, the universal church is invisible. I mean, you can say, well, yeah, I belong to the church of Christ. I don't need to belong to a local church. But you know what? It sure does show your commitment. It sure does show your commitment to Christ when you become a member of a local body of believers. Someone wrote this, the visible church is glorious insofar as it resembles the invisible church. Visibility and invisibility are two aspects of the one church of Jesus Christ. For that simple and conclusive reason, the visible church must manifest the invisible. 
Admittedly, the resemblance of the one to the other is never perfect. But in some instances, the visible church is no more than a caricature of the invisible. Then it becomes inglorious. So, you know, we want to make sure that we're, we're representing Christ's body in a meaningful way. And then thirdly there, membership is essential to an orderly administration of the church. Um, God has really invested in the church in his manifested grace through the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what? As, as leaders, as a steward of that, you know, we need to understand, well, you know, who's committed? I mean, if you're a member of our church and you come up and you say, you know, Pastor, I, I have something I need to share with you. And you share something with me and it's maybe hard for me to hear. And, you know, we sit down and we talk about it. That means a lot. But you know what? If you're not a member, you're just a visitor here. You can hear one Sunday, and afterwards in the lobby, you grab me, but hey, I got some things to share with you. You know what? I've never seen you before. Well, I'm going to hear you out, and I'm going to take what I can from it. But you know what? It's not going to have the meaning that it would from somebody who's committed themselves here. You're part of this local body. So it helps us in the administration of the church. It's not just a loose collection of individuals who name the name of Christ. No, it's, it's organized. It says that they even numbered them in the New Testament. So someone was keeping track of somebody. Fourthly there, it promotes involvement from those who are on the fringes of the church. Promotes involvement from those who are on the fringes of the church. In other words, when membership is stressed... When you come here as a regular attender and we ask you, are you a member of the church or whatever? And, uh, you know, we, we don't want to make you feel uncomfortable, but we want, to, want you to know that we want you to be committed. We think it's biblical to be committed as a Christian to a local body of believers. And most of you are. And so it's important to, to realize that, that it, it allows you to not so much just hang around on the fringes when you're a part of, a, of something, when you're part of a membership role of the church. And then lastly there, it provides an opportunity to educate people about the nature and the distinctives of our church. In other words, if you want to join our church, if you want to become a member of our church, we have that class we go through and we talk about what this church is about. And you become further aware and you might, at the end of the class, you might say, oh, that's not the place for me. That's fine. Go find a church that is and join it. We don't think we're the only church on the block. It's not a, membership doesn't speak of an exclusivity to that church. Okay, it speaks more to, hey, you know what? I'm committed to Christ, and I'm going to show my commitment through being committed to this local group of believers that I wholeheartedly agree with. You might say, well, what, what do I get, a little ring or something? What do, you, what do we get for joining the church? No, you don't. We don't have anything like that. Charles Spurgeon once told his congregation this story about church membership, and I want to read it to you. I think it was classic. He says... I well remember how I joined the church after my conversion. I was forced, I forced myself into it by telling the minister, who was lax and slow, after I had called four or five times and could not see him, that I had done my duty. And if he did not see me, I would call a church meeting myself and tell them I believed in Christ and asked Asked them if they would have me. Why was this young Spurgeon banging on the door of the church to get in? 
No doubt he knew that commitment to the local church and obedience to leaders was necessary to his spiritual growth. And he greatly feared the God who had, an issued, who had issued these commands. See, church membership is not just a commitment on the member's part to the church, but it's also a commitment on the church's part to the member. Both the church as a body and its leaders care for that individual. And it's, it's important to understand that. It gives you an opportunity, some of the privileges, to minister. You know, we want you to be involved in ministry here. But you know what? Part of our plan of protection is, you know what? If you're not committed to our church and you're not willing to put your membership here, then why should we be willing to entrust to you certain aspects of ministry? And that's very important to us, to be protective in that way. Because the Bible clearly says that as the body of Christ, we're gifted in different ways and we should be using those gifts in the local church. And then also just loving accountability. You know, when you're part of something, there's some accountability there. That's why a lot of people don't want to join the church. They don't want that accountability. They want to do their own thing. And other things, I mean, you know, there's, there's services that are, that are provided. And we would provide these for anybody. Don't get me wrong. But on the other hand, you know, if you're part of us and you're here and you're committed with us, you know, that's, that's going to be important to us as we manage those services and whatever, whatever we can do to help you out. So church membership isn't something that should be used to separate the body of Christ. That's not our intent, but rather to come together as the body of Christ around a common commitment. Our covenant here in our church, in our church founding documents and in the covenant that is in the Constitution, simply says this, having been led as we believe by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, we covenant together, God helping us that as strangers and pilgrims we will abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. That we will by the Spirit's enablement put away from us all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God through Christ has forgiven us. And if you're saying, boy, a lot of this sounds familiar. It's all scripture, beloved. That as we have opportunity, we will do good to all men, especially those who are of the household of faith, that we will remember them which have rule over us, who speak unto us the word of God, and that we will give as God has prospered us, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And it says under membership here, and I'll just read it to you, any person who publicly confesses Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and indicates a willingness to adhere to the declaration of faith and covenant of this church and to live in accordance with the principles of both shall be welcomed into this church. Members are encouraged to be in regular attendance at the worship services and, are, and, and to contribute to the material needs of the church. They shall be willing to serve as the Lord, uh, as to serve the Lord as teachers, officers, and workers in accordance with their strength, ability, and spiritual gifts. Also, members are encouraged to have a family worship and to bring up their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Um, 
that's what it means, basically, to become part of, of our little local congregation here. And it, it's important to revisit this once in a while because, you know, people tend to forget because we don't push church membership. We're not, we've never, we, we definitely push salvation much more than church membership. And that's the greater importance. But we also want you to know that, you know, when we have our meeting in the next couple of weeks, you know, it is very much a church meeting, but it's also a business meeting. And those who are in it, we have to take a, a vote on, on the budget. And those members are the ones that actually legally do that. And so if you're interested in church membership, we're not going to have a class before the meeting. Don't worry. But in January or February, depending if, if people are interested, we will... Um, you know, entertain that and, and take you through that class and, and, and walk you through those steps. So we, we welcome that. But let's pray and uh, we'll, we'll close our time together. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that you've called us to this church, Grace Bible Church. Lord, we thank you that we have a body here that wholeheartedly believes in your word, that believes in the power of your word, that believes in the power of the gospel to save the human soul. Lord, we don't look for gimmicks. We don't look to man's cunning schemes to grow this church. But Father, we look to you. Your son said clearly that this is his church and he will grow his church in a way that he sees fit and honoring to him. And so Father, we thank you for those who are part of not only this church, Grace Bible Church, but the universal church, we thank you that you've allowed and made it possible for us to come to Christ through the cross and through the sacrifice that he made. And if there's any here this morning who have yet to put their faith, their trust in Christ, I pray that they would cry out to you, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Lord, show me the way. Draw me to yourself. Help me to understand my sinfulness before a holy God. Lord, I pray that you would save my soul. Lord, that's a prayer that you will answer when it's prayed from a sincere heart. And so, Father, we thank you for this place we worship in today. Lord, we don't take these facilities for granted. We don't take anything for granted. Lord, all this is by your hand of grace. And, Father, we thank you for the constant provision through your people for these doors to remain open and effective and to minister not only here but through missionaries around the world, the glorious gospel of Christ. And Father, we thank you for those who are part of this body who willingly and selflessly give and serve in so many different ways, whether it's in the nursery or in a Sunday school class or setting up fellowship time or cleaning the church or preaching, teaching, during the sound and video, different things. Lord, we thank you for their willingness to serve those who help in the finances of the church and the missionaries. Lord, we, we thank you for each, each one that is part of this body and that participates. And Father, we pray that our number would increase. Lord, that you would put it upon people's hearts to serve you even more here in this place. And Father, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, thank you for spending time with us here today on Graceful Truth, the ministry of Grace Bible Church here in Redwood City. 
It's our prayer here at Graceful Truth that God would reveal His grace to your hearts through the teaching of His Word each week. And we trust you're currently involved in a Bible-teaching church in your area. If not, we'd love to have you come and visit us here at Grace Bible Church in Redwood City. We meet each Sunday morning for our praise and worship service at 10 a.m. We offer nursery care and Sunday school classes for our children up to grade 5. And if you would like to encourage us here at Graceful Truth, please give us a call at Grace Bible Church here in Redwood City. Our phone number is 650-366-9923. That's 650-366-9923. We meet at 2225 Euclid Avenue here in Redwood City. Directions are on our website, gracefultruth.org, or again, simply call 650-366-9923. That's 650-366-9923. And again, we'd love to have you join us for worship. Simply call for directions or go to our website, gracefultruth.org. While you're at our website, make sure to check out the resource materials available from us here at Graceful Truth, including past programs of Graceful Truth that you can download for free. Gracefultruth.org is where to go. If you're writing to us, our address is 2225 Euclid Avenue. That's 2225 Euclid Avenue. We're here in Redwood City. The zip code is 94061. And again, our phone number is 650-366-9923. That's 650-366-9923. We thank you for spending time with us today and trust we'll see you next week at this same time for another broadcast of Graceful Truth with Pastor Steve Converse.